0: Section twenty six of Hildebrand and His Times by William Richard Ward Stevens. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter seventeen Pontificate of Gelasius the Second, Election of Calixtus the Second, Conference at Strasbourg, Council of Reims, Conference at Muzon, Council of Worms. The Concordat and End of the Investiture Strife, 1118-23, to Part 2. The unhappy antipope, abandoned by the power which had set him up, fled to Sutri, where he was feebly supported for a time by Verna, the margrave of Ancona, and Conrad, the margrave of Tuscany he was reduced at last to the shameful expedient of relieving his poverty by the plunder of pilgrims on their way to rome after easter sutri was besieged by some papal troops commanded by cardinal john of crema and supported by the presence of the pope himself in eight days the place was taken and the so-called gregory the eighth was surrendered into the hands of calixtus clad in coarse buckskin and mounted on a baggage camel with his face to the tail which he held as a bridle the antipope was led through the streets of rome exposed to the derision and insults of the rabble after being shifted from one prison to another he was made a monk at Cava, where he died forsaken and forgotten some years after the death of calixtus the tidings of the pope's successes in italy were diligently circulated in germany in order to strengthen the church party there with the exception of adalbert of mainz who still strove to keep the spirit of revolt alive in saxony there was no determined adversary of henry in his dominions bad weather and famine the natural consequence of it and of the wars which had so long desolated the country made all classes sincerely anxious for peace. Mainz was the only town of importance which, under the influence of the archbishop, still resisted the emperor's authority. Soon after Whitsuntide, Henry closely invested it, and Adalbert advanced to its relief with an army raised in Saxony. A battle seemed inevitable, but there was no real heart for fighting on either side both the emperor and the nobles shrank from more bloodshed and it was proposed by them and agreed to by the insurgents that twelve nobles selected from either side should arrange the basis of a settlement to be submitted at michaelmas at a diet at wurzburg the assembly at wurzburg eleven ninety one was a very large one adalbert and the saxon nobles dared not approach the town until they had a guarantee of safety but they were graciously received by henry himself in front of the city gates after a session of eight days the emperor and the diet accepted the principal basis of a settlement which were proposed by the committee elected at mainz that the investiture question as being beyond the province of the diet should be reserved for the decision of a general council to be held in germany by the pope to whose judgment the emperor should then submit that meanwhile peace should be observed, prisoners and hostages being released, and both sides enjoying their rights and property undisturbed, and that bishops lawfully elected and consecrated should retain their sees until the meeting of the council. Envoys were dispatched to Italy to inform the Pope of these resolutions, and early in the year 1122 the Bishop of Aqui arrived at Henry's court bearing a firm yet conciliatory letter from calixtus the church he said had no desire to diminish the imperial rights but only to retain her own she was not covetous of royal or imperial splendour only let the church enjoy what belonged to christ and the emperor what belonged to himself if he hearkened to the apostolic chair all would be well but if he lent his ear to flatterers and neither gave honour to god nor justice to the church the pope aided by wise and pious men would provide for the welfare of the church not without damage to the emperor the letter we may suppose was supported by the advice and arguments of the bishop of aqui who was a kinsman of the pope and of the emperor and had already made himself useful to both at any rate no objections were raised to the letter and bruno bishop of Spaya, and Erlulf, abbot of fulda were sent to inform the pope that the emperor and nobles would welcome any settlement which did not inflict injury or humiliation upon the kingdom the pope decided not to cross the alps himself but he invested his legate lambert the bishop of ostia and the cardinals saxo and gregory with full powers to act in his name and addressed the letter to archbishop adalbert expressing his earnest desire to see a peace established in which the honour of god and of his church would not suffer the legates issued citations to the whole body of the clergy as well as to dukes counts and all faithful laity to attend the great council to be held on september eighth eleven twenty two for the final settlement of the strife between the church and the empire mainz the place first selected for the meeting was abandoned for Roms, this city being in the power of the emperor the assembly was a very large one and the deliberation lasted eight days at first henry insisted upon retaining all his rights of investiture including the presentation of the ring and staff while adalbert and the legates maintained no less stiffly that the latter practice must be surrendered at last a compromise was effected on condition that the election of prelates should take place in his presence or in that of his representative, the emperor consented to give up investiture by the ring and staff. The elected prelate was to be invested with the temporalities by the touch of the sceptre immediately after election, if it took place in Germany, but if elsewhere than within six months after consecration. The declarations of the emperor and the pope pledging them to the observance of the Concordat, were read in a great audience of a vast multitude in the plain outside Worms. The Emperor's declaration, which was sealed with the golden seal of the Empire, and is still preserved in the archives of the Vatican, is to the following effect. I, Henry, by the grace of God, Roman Emperor, out of love for God, the Holy Roman Church, and the Lord Pope Calixtus, do surrender to the holy apostles, Peter and Paul, and the holy Catholic Church, all investiture by ring and staff. And I ordain that in all churches of my realm, canonical elections and free consecrations shall take place. The possessions and royal rights of St. Peter, whereof he hath been deprived from the beginning of this strife to the present day, either in my father's time or in my own reign, I restore to the holy Roman Church so far as they are in my power. Where they are not, I will honestly help to procure their restoration. He then promises the like restoration of property which may be due to all other churches, pledges himself to keep peace with the Pope and the Roman Church, and to give them assistance and protection whensoever it should be asked. The declaration was signed by eighteen witnesses, nine prelates and nine lay lords, and was sealed by the Chancellor the archbishop of coen whose signature stands in the first line next to that of the archbishop of mainz the original papal declaration has not been preserved but it was to the effect that the pope conceded to his beloved son henry by the grace of god roman emperor that in the german kingdom the election of bishops and abbots holding of the empire should be made in the presence of the emperor or his commissioner free from force or bribery with an appeal in disputed cases to the metropolitan and bishops of the province the elected prelate was then to receive all temporalities save those held directly of the roman see by the touch of the sceptre and was faithfully to discharge all duties thereto pertaining the pope promises the emperor assistance in all cases where it could be lawfully rendered after the declaration had been read the bishop of ostia celebrated mass administered the holy elements to the emperor and gave him the kiss of peace thus henry was restored to the communion of the church without any act of penance or any formal act of absolution church and king pope and emperor were reconciled at last and the strife was healed which for more than half a century had agitated christendom and in germany had set town against town and class against class had cost some of the best blood and reduced the whole country to the extremity of distress. And this time, at least, both the principal signatories to the compact were sincere in their intention to abide by it. Adalbert of Mainz, however, repeatedly tried to disturb the settlement by making insinuations at Rome against the good faith of the emperor. Nevertheless, Pope and Emperor honestly stood by the terms of the Concordat. The first occasion of acting upon it was on November 11th at Bamberg, where a new abbot of Fulda, having been elected by the chapter, received the temporalities from the emperor by the touch of the sceptre. Two of the legates remained in Germany for the most part at the court, to the end of January 1123, while Cardinal Gregory went to Rome to announce the result of the council, accompanied by German envoys, who were the bearers of a letter and gifts from henry to the pope the messengers brought back a most friendly reply from calixtus expressing his joy at the restoration of the emperor to the bosom of the church beseeching him also to reflect upon the mischief done throughout europe to the faithful by the late prolonged schism and the vast advantages to be derived from the restoration of peace it was a proud and happy day for calixtus when he presided over the largest general council which had ever been assembled in the lateran, attended by more than three hundred bishops and nearly a thousand other representatives, clerical and lay, by whom the Concordat of Worms was ratified with acclamation. The authority of Calixtus was respected in Italy as much as in Germany, and during the brief remainder of his pontificate, unwonted tranquillity was enjoyed in Rome the pilgrims were protected the nobles were induced to build churches instead of fortresses the towers of the frangipani were levelled st peter's was repaired and the traces of the sack by the normans were as far as possible effaced the ideal for which hildebrand strove the complete subjugation of the temporal to the spiritual power had not been accomplished nevertheless the long struggle which he began with the empire had ended in a substantial triumph for the church the papacy having successfully grappled with the might of the franconian emperors was now prepared to conquer in the more deadly contest which was yet to come with the mightier house of the hohenstaufen it had been originally indeed reformed by german emperors but they had in so doing forged a weapon which was to be turned with fatal effect against their successors with henry III, the days had passed away when men could look to the emperor as the leader with the pope perhaps rather than the pope of all religious movements the great moral reforms the suppression of simony and of clerical marriage had been effected by the popes with little or no aid from the empire and in the strife of investiture The emperors had been their principal antagonists. The emperors could no longer nominate to the papacy, but the popes could exercise a potent influence upon elections to the imperial throne and could bestow or withhold the imperial crown. They could do more. Their right to excommunicate the emperor and all smaller sovereigns, and thus virtually to release subjects from their allegiance, was now generally recognized it was to the papacy that the eyes of the world were turned as the final court of appeal before which all lawless rulers might be arraigned and in which the divine principle of justice righteousness and mercy might be applied to the decision of all causes this ideal of the papacy had been impressed upon the mind of christendom mainly through the genius of hildebrand and men clung to it with such tenacity And in spite of severe shocks and disappointments, that it continued through many ages to be one of the strongest supports, both for good and evil, of the papal power. End of section 26. Recording by Pamela Nagami in Encino, California, November 2018. End of Hildebrand and His Times by William Richard Ward Stevens.